ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with yours truly. I am the franchise. This is actually a two-in-one special. <laughs> Normally, I was going to do part two, chapter two, and then a chapter three of The Last Ride. But I decided because I was doing various other things that I'm just going to combine both of them together. Um, just because I feel though as if both chapter two and chapter three kind of coincide. They fit more better if I talk about them together rather than talk about them separately. I just got done watching chapter three. And my overall take on it was, I mean... They they discussed the abomination, which was the super showdown between the Brothers of Destruction and DX. Chapter three was more of the story between Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. You did see a little bit of Kane Glenn Jacobs talk about his relationship with Undertaker. But overall, this one was this chap chapter three was the entitled end of an era which everybody knows is the theme of Triple H and Undertaker's WrestleMania, the final WrestleMania match between the two of them in Florida, the Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels as special guest referee, which they talked about on chap- in chapter three. And the way they described it was very telling. But before I get any further into chapter three, we got to go back to chapter two. Okay. Chapter two to me was probably the most telling and probably the most personal you've seen of Undertaker. You really see the relationship between Undertaker and Vince McMahon. You get a insight look, an inside look of their relationship. And there was one point in the in that series, in that episode, chapter two, where they asked Vince, what is your opinion what do you feel about undertaker can you express or to talk about your relationship with the undertaker and what he means to you and what he means to the wwe Vince McMahon couldn't even come to words he got emotional you see he started to cry he you know the he, he started to tear up a little bit and he was just like I, I can't i can't do it i've always said undertaker is arguably the greatest character in wrestling history. A lot of people would not think that his in-ring work or what he's done puts him in the top, but I put him, he's not in my Mount Rushmore, but he is in my top 10, okay? Undertaker is definitely in my top 10 wrestlers of all time. Undertaker, to me, the reason why I feel like when it's all said and done, as I reported in the first chapter, chapter one, when I reported that it was brought to everybody's attention that he just signed a 15 year deal. And I've gotten into it with somebody on the Instagram account on my, on the Royal clubs, Instagram page. Cause I post about it and I, you know, said something. And this person was very like, I don't understand what the fuck is this dude doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's because Vince, doesn't want anybody to get their hands on Undertaker. And in chapter two, you see why. Undertaker's loyalty to Vince, his loyalty to the WWE was shown here. You know, I remember there was a promo, there was a, a 
promo that he cut some time ago. This was years ago. <laughs> I was a kid. And he he was shooting from the hip and speaking his truth and said how I stuck around when all of Vince's handpicked favorites went on to basically went on to WCW for much more money than what Vince was offering them. And obviously he's talking about Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hogan, you know, everybody. And he said, I've stuck it out. I've, I've been here. I've never left. I'm staying. And it, it goes to show you why I feel like that agreement, his extend, his 15 year contract extension, whatever you want to call it. I feel like there's perks behind it. I can see Undertaker having some stake in ownership of the WWE, or he's going to have a position in the company forever. Okay. That's my honest opinion, you know, but you also see the redemption chapter two. That was the name of a redemption because as we know, chapter one, he talked about the match with Roman Reigns. You've seen the match with Roman Reigns. You've seen him, you know, the iconic moment of him, and I'm using air quotes, hanging it up. And then he watched it again and he played it back and he just cringed at it. He couldn't believe he was partake, like he he did this. And he, you know, and he felt bad for Roman. He didn't really feel bad for himself. He felt more bad for Roman than anybody. So he went for surgery, as he said he does on his in the first and chapter one, he said his rehab, I mean, his schedule was prep for mania, mania match, surgery, rehab, mania. That was his schedule. So we seen him go for his surgery and he did his rehab and they said, yo, like he's doing better. And Undertaker said that he feel he felt much relief from that surgery said he never felt any better. Check starts going, starts doing rehab. You see him have this, he sits down with Vince and Vince shoes the camera crew away and they have their conversation. They ask him if he, you know, what do they think about an angle with Cena? He said he had to think about it. He had to see how everything was going. Then they brought him a ring to Texas, similar to what they did with Edge. And then next thing you know, he's hitting the, He's hitting the bumps. He's taking, not hitting the bumps. He's hitting the ropes, taking bumps, you know, working on his cardio, working on, he's working out. You start seeing the workout regimen that he does. And it was, it was special. It was something really special to see. I love seeing like the wrestlers, like hit the ring, hit the ropes, take the bumps and to see Undertaker at like (laughs) 50 doing this you know it 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 goes to show you his dedication to the business and and his dedication to making sure let me make sure i'm good and then he had a deadline deadline was elimination chamber i think he said that vince wanted an answer by then and he waited till the elimination chamber that night to send a video to vince least vince it was a video of him hitting the ropes taking a bump gets back up Walks over, he looks at the camera, says something, says, I'll be ready. I'll be ready for mania. And he does his infamous 
um, sticks his tongue out, rolls his eyes in the back of his head. He said, Vince basically said, fuck yeah. And the preparation started for Cena Taker. And Undertaker was a little disappointed in the match. You know, he, he talked about it. He said that he thought he was hoping it would be longer. I think he said the match was like under like five minutes. Um, I remember that too. And he talked about it. He talked about the rumors because he, you know, because Kid Rock was being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And because Kid Rock was being inducted, they thought, okay, the American badass was going to come back. And, you know, he, it, it was nice to know that Undertaker is, he hears the rumors. He hears the rumors. He hears the dirt sheets. He hears all this stuff. So it's, it's, that, that was kind of interesting to see and to know that he pays attention to these things. He's paying attention to what's going on in the world. So it was kind of interesting to see that. And then obviously, you know, it just ends, it ends with him saying, you know, I, I, I still can go, you know, and then we transition from there to chapter three. And as I was saying earlier, chapter three, the end of air discussing him and Undertaker, I mean, discussing Undertaker and Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Kane and they're discussing all the matches that they've had. They discussed, you know, how Undertaker feel, felt like, you know, he he felt like that match at Super Showdown was it, it was another disappointment, you know, and the all the hype and everything behind it. It was funny because they showed when they were cutting the promo, they were filming the promo, Undertaker and, and Kane after DX had pretty much called out um, the Brothers of Destruction after Super Showdown. Because Super Showdown was Undertaker versus Triple H one last time. And that's the one after it was all said and done. Triple H and Shawn Michaels got attacked by Undertaker and Kane at the end of the match, which led them to the Crown Jewel event with Undertaker, with the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. And as I said, shit show. Um, they, they discussed when Triple H tore his pec, his pec muscle, his pectoral muscle. Um, I believe that was early in that match. And then just how after that, everything just went downhill from there, you know. And Michelle McCool very much was like, I knew this was going to happen. Like she was like, I know what this means. He has to redeem himself. And Undertaker acknowledged that there was some issues between him and Michelle that they were having at the time. He didn't get into it. He didn't say anything about it. But I remember watching this and I believe it was Triple H who said it where Triple H said, it's like watching a comedy movie with old men who think they still have it to do a comedy show or do a comedy movie or something like that. It, it was very bad. You know, it, it was horrible. I will always say seeing Shawn Michaels now, it's complete. It really takes away from who Shawn Michaels is like growing up. 
I remember Shawn Michaels, long hair, HBK, you know, prancing around doing his little dance, this and a third. That's the Shawn Michaels I remember. This Shawn Michaels I see now, bald head, crooked eye. It's just horrible. It, it doesn't look, it does not look like Shawn Michaels. Um, so, you know, they, they discussed mainly that. They got a little bit into the history of them and their road. And they talked about, like I said, they talked about the Hell in a Cell match, which I believe was the one of the best stories to be told. You know, I'm, I'm going best, one of the best stories, in-ring stories, because you think about, and Triple H and them just talked about it. Triple H said, you know, Undertaker and him said, they was like, listen, I fought Sean. Let's pass it down from Sean to you. And Undertaker was like, you know, this is what we're going to do. And Triple H was all for it. Triple H basically was like, okay. And then the reason why they brought the Hell in a Cell in there is because Undertaker and Shawn Michaels were the first ones to do Hell in a Cell. And I think they said that Triple H and Undertaker have been in the most Hell in a Cell matches. So why not put these two together? And have them have this end of an era match. And Triple and Undertaker said that the photo, the infamous shot of Undertaker, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels on the top of the ramp is framed in his house with all their signatures on there. Triple H got them all the photos. Um, so it was, it, listen, I'm very excited, very intrigued with this series. But next week, Chapter four. Oh, <laughs> I listen. I'm looking forward to chapter four. Chapter four is the is the infamous. And I want to know if they're going to because uh, one thing that they're doing with this is it's letting get, letting us in on a lot of things. But I want to know if what the dirt sheets and everybody was saying was true about how Undertaker reacted to the Goldberg match that is going to be because that's what they're covering next week next Sunday they're covering the Goldberg Undertaker match now y'all thought the the DX versus Brother Destruction was a shit show that match that match was horrible horrific booty hang it up you know um, but something else that was interesting was how, you know, you see him on his, after the John Cena match, he is like, okay, I got a few more in me. All right. He did a few more shows. He did the show at the garden, you know, the house show at the garden. And he basically was like, yo, I, if this is the last show for me in the garden, you know, it was fun. And it was, you know, these moments, like these this series is really showing you Undertaker as a person, as a Mark Calloway. And the one thing that I will always take away from this is the legend that the legacy, not the legend, the legacy that he holds bears like no other person can ha- has a legacy like the Undertaker. I'm, I'm not, trying to debate nobody with this longevity being the only superstar 
to be in a federation for over 30 years. There's no, you can't find another superstar because you know, Triple H went from, Triple H was in WCW and Shawn Michaels was, you know, elsewhere. And I mean, Undertaker was elsewhere before, but they don't, you don't even hear Undertaker speak about it. It's strictly like WWF, WWE. You know, he's mentioned a little bit of it on the Broken Skull session, but that was, that was it. You know, mean Mark Calloway. That's, that, that was, that was his thing. When he was when he was not in the WWE or WWF, but everybody knows Undertaker Mark Helloway, you know. So I look forward to the rest of these um, episodes. There's two more to go. We have four and five, and I, I every after every show they have the it's like their recap that they do, and. They had Shawn Michaels on this one. I'm going to watch that, see what he has to say about it. Um, kind of like how they did with The Last Dance. Sorry. Kind of like how they did with The Last Dance. If you watch the, the Michael Jordan docu, the docu-series, after every episode, they had a guest on, on SportsCenter that talked about it. You know, whoever was iconic in that part of it was spoken to about it so it'll be interesting to see you know i wonder if they will have goldberg on for next um week because i'm pretty sure that's who that's who they're going to be talking about um but i don't know because i'm pretty i'm curious to see what he has to say about goldberg um i heard bret hart bret hart said that he felt like goldberg is unprofessional goldberg hurts people a lot of people feel that way about him so I look forward to seeing it. Um, now, I do want to talk. I talked a little bit about it on, if you follow the podcast on Instagram. Um, this past week, this past week was tough in the world of professional wrestling. Um, Shad Gasper passed away, rescuing his son. Um, terrible, tragic, you know, but, you know, he, he saved his son. You know, that that's all I can say. That's all I can say. That is the job of a father. A father is a protector. I completely understand as a father. So rest in peace to him. Um, rest in peace to the Japan star that passed away. Um, Hana. Okay. Um, Hana. I'm not going to say the last name, but she is a she is a Japan wrestler who, at the age of 22, committed suicide. Um, I wasn't aware of her. I don't follow Japan wrestling like that, but it did. It was floating around all of social media. A lot of the WWE and NXT wrestlers were addressing this was very upset hurt by it um it is report that it's because of cyberbullying you know um that just doesn't sit well with me you know i'm not a fan of it never will be a fan of it i think you i think people who cyberbully are pussies and that's that um 
Now, there's also reports of Sonny, Tammy Stitch, you know, just... I'm not going to give her the energy. So, you know, I'm just not... um, I'm just not going to do that. But on a brighter note, um, if you didn't see in the world of professional wrestling, they did start a GoFundMe page for him, for Shad Gasper's family. And $40,000 was given to this family. And the person who did it was anonymous, but the, the message behind the post on GoFundMe was, CTC RIP crime time scene nation. I said it on the, I said on my, I said on my Instagram page. If John Cena did this and everybody is uh, like saying it because John Cena is not going to be the one who is going to come out front and do these gestures because he doesn't want people to know it's him, but you know, it's not that many people that are going to donate that large amount of money and have that type of cryptic code. And then he posted something on his Instagram, you know, like as a, just as a paying homage to him. Um, and man, that's that, that if that is John Cena, listen, salute to John Cena. He, he really, he is something special. Okay. He's really something special, but, that's it for today. Um, I want to thank y'all for listening. You can follow the podcast at RCW underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, I will be back with uh, another episode, a full episode of chapter four of the last ride undertaker special documentary. Um, Thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a safe Memorial Day. You know, I'm recording this on the Sunday before Memorial Day. So I hope you all have a safe Memorial Day. Please, if you're doing anything, if you're going out, if you're having a gathering, please, I understand. And I know that we are in a time where we are supposed to practice social distancing. But with the weather getting nice, um, I know for sure I've seen people do gatherings now as I've drove around when I'm going to work or I'm going to my destinations or anything like that. And I'm seeing people are not really practicing it anymore. I still wear a mask when I'm going out. I'm still doing my social distancing, but please practice that. Okay. The only way that we can get the country, I, you know, living in the United States, only way we can get the country to kind of open back is by practicing these things. So I know tomorrow, traditionally cookouts, things like that. If you're going to do it, please practice social distancing. Take care. I will talk to y'all next week with a new edition of the last ride special. Take care.